You're listening to the Vocal Fry Podcast, your weekly dash of voice science, pedagogy, and pop culture. Coming to you from Hawkins Labs in the Upside Down. Okay, I very right. briefly heard myself, and so I, I was curious. Yeah, that was a cable problem. All right, so here we are. I'm ready. Are we, per se, in the room where it happens? Uh, th- we, nobody can use that joke anymore. Uh, yeah, I just did. No, I think that joke is so tired at this point. I don't even care. I love a good pun. Oh, my goodness gracious. Vocal fam, how long has it been? A while. A hot second. A lot has happened, too. I mean, Wait, be- has it actually been a while or has it been two weeks? No, I think it's been longer than that. Or has it been a year? I don't even know. Time has no meaning. What is anymore. a year anymore? I don't know. Is it? Know, right? It feels like the past because it's, it's July now, right? We're halfway through 2020. Like, guys, thank goodness, right? <laughs> because, I mean, because, <laughs> I mean, 2021's got to be better, right? I don't know. <laughs> that sounds like you're challenging it. Don't don't I'm just not, you a challenge. I'm not challenging anything. My, would my, not dare. My only hope is in the Lord God Almighty. I have no other hope left. So, uh, yep. So there we go. Anyway, so Vocal Fam, how have you been? How have you been, Vocal Fam? How have yeah. you been? How are y'all handling life? We're looking at you, Vocal Fam, and wondering many you things. Still, you still okay out there? <laughs> The murder hornets got you yet? Have you sung anything lately? Well, that too. <laughs> How's your online teaching going? This is our only topic of 2020. Um, yeah. But since everything is about everything nowadays, I'm just going to turn that signal down a touch. Um, you know, it's, it's interesting. Uh, Nats was two weekends ago. Oh my gosh, my brain just totally erased last weekend from my memory. So I was like, oh yeah, Nats was last weekend. That's not right. That's no. not right. Vo- vocal fam, I'm sorry. These last two weeks, I, on at the same time that the rest of the world was, well, the rest of the singing world was experiencing Nats National. Nearly 2,400 attendees. Which is crazy. I was in a moving-induced, like, craze also combined with my broken toe and every other pleasant thing. So, yeah, I kind of forgot last weekend existed, even though I definitely lived it. Wow, it, it, it's been two weeks since Nats National. Yeah. Okay, okay, <laughs> yeah. I'm telling you, time, like, I have completely lost what the meaning of time is. Like, I can't keep up with it. I don't, I don't know where we are. Exactly. Just it, send help. It's been it's been a full two weeks. Um, so, Sarah, I mean, just, you know, out of curiosity, I know, obviously, the weekend going into the weekend of Nats, you were very busy packing. Yep. And last weekend, you were still very busy moving and getting moved into your new home. Yes, we were moving in last weekend, had a few 
very eventful moment. So we had a lot of family staying with us that had helped us move. And then also we're just there for 4th of July. And they helped us put in a washer. We flooded our new house the like second night there. So that was great, actually. We have family back this weekend helping us fix what we flooded. So, so yeah. Nice. It's so been... I, Ah, ah! Um, I'm still here. You know, that's that's my main goal. It's just like, am I am I alive? So, I, have you had a chance to watch any of the sessions? Go back and watch any a sessions. A very very select few. I'm I'm hoping. Um, we're actually planning on traveling a decent bit over the next few weeks, and I'm kind of hoping those can be my car trip buddies. Gotcha, gotcha. Just put, just, put it on through the speakers put, in put, my car. Put the LTE on and go with it. Yeah, because, I mean, I love usually listening to audiobooks when I drive, and so I'm thinking that could be the perfect way to kind of catch up since I really missed. I tried to, um, I watched a few the weekend of, and I kind of kept up with the, like, where people could post about the different sessions they were watching, which my brain just lost track, the interaction part. I read that a bunch just to see. I don't know. I wanted to feel like I was a part of it. Sure. But, um, yeah, I was very overwhelming to get on every but like honestly as far as like a year if it had to be virtual i was glad because worked out well for me guys <laughs> and now i can go back and watch everything and i was sitting there looking because so many of these presentations looked so cool like i don't know like what do you do if you're there in person like how do you pick what you go to like how do you pick between them whereas now I can go back and I can watch them all. Yeah, so, it's been very silver lining. Yeah, no, there's been, it's been very interesting actually considering like ideas of um, the fact that we've gotten a lot of feedback both through social media and and otherwise about like some of the some of the some of the things about the virtual conference were maybe better than the in-person conference. A little bit. You know, I mean, like, I mean, you know, I will say there's nothing sort of quite like the experience of the in-person conference, particularly for like the yeah. opening ceremony and, and obviously the networking. And, and, and those. I would have loved to have actually been able to see people walk around, meet people. Right. So I, I did miss that. And I think, of course, you know, the, the singing competition aspect of it in the concerts, like obviously that's not quite the same. Right. But um, the actual, like, everybody's presentations, I loved, honestly, the poster presentations. I've been, I still need to catch up on more of those, but what the way I've been watching, like, I really enjoyed that. Yeah. Yeah, no, it's been exciting. I mean, actually, we've had, I'll say that about the posters since you brought it up, mm -hmm. we've had lots of very positive feedback about the way we did the poster sessions. And I will say that, you know, my initial thought was, oh, this will be easy. <laughs> um, and then then it was not it, as much. Well, mm. it was just a slightly more time than I really anticipated it being. But but it was a lot of fun, actually. I honestly think that posters at Nats National are a great opportunity for everybody to get a sense of some of who the up and coming leaders are going to be in Nats. No, I totally Not that, that there aren't also like career people who just are, are serving one purpose or another through doing a poster. That happens too. Mm -hmm. You know, that we had some very well-established poster presenters as well. 
but I do think that poster sessions at national are a real a real good chance to see like hey who are some of the up and coming you know maybe uh you know superstars in the in the in the making um well and i would imagine that the way y'all did them virtually those presenters probably got more attention than they would normally get where people are having to just walk through and glance because i think after a little bit like you just see so many and your eyes kind of glaze over whereas this way you could watch one or two step away come back like it was very manageable and very i'm trying to very i feel like current very the yeah. way like the way our the way we um take in information media, yes that it was set up more in keeping with it's, that it's the thing that michael talks about all the time is any video content that you do with anybody you get three minutes yeah and i think these were five right yeah yeah or five to seven S- no right. they were they were all five. they were all f- i had to be five and some yeah. of them came in slightly under that yeah um, but they were very manageable like you yeah they were great yeah so and i mean we've had some feedback people asking us like hey can you guys just do the poster sessions that way and i mean mean, it is one of the things that that i I plan on you know once we've washed our lives of 2020 as we start we ever i hope um (laughs) i hope Ah. i hope that by spring of 21 we have a working vaccine possibly that would be a working vaccine medicine that treats it i would go for anything at this point yeah i mean really i mean i think we all just need to realize that the 2021 school year is just going to be the most bizarre thing in the history of mankind oh yeah and, and all of our possibly like, the most tragic i hope that by Again, the spring, early summer, we can really be thinking that the 21-22 school year will be... Normal. Well, I don't think there is such a thing anymore, but that there will be, that it will be better than the 2021 school year is going to be. Yeah, I mean, that's something we've discussed in like planning meetings, back to school meetings, things like that, is that this is not going to be a great year like this is this year is going to be difficult yeah and we've just got to be prepared for that and honestly and i'm sure this is most schools talking our main goal is to make things as easy and as normal in quotation marks as possible for kids yeah sure because i mean so we actually our preschool started back last week kind of a soft opening really just for essential workers yeah to give their because they just they had they needed to do something with their children sure and um it was just very interesting one to see like how quickly children adapt to things because these are little kids little like two and three year olds but also to see how like they had been affected by this because a lot of these kids i mean they're they've been scared by like the people in the masks like you don't think of how that might affect a two-year-old to just see all to be surrounded by people where all they see are their eyes so it's just been interesting yeah. Well, and now how does that affect them growing up? Yeah. Well, we'll see what happens with higher education, but um, yeah, uh, we'll get to that in a second. But anyway, yeah, no, the conference, uh, you know, I, one of the most amazing things I thought was I, I wasn't really sure going in how the whole structure of the live sessions was really going to function. 
of this yeah. whole we're going to do a Zoom call and then we're <laughs> going to live stream that to YouTube where there will be a YouTube chat and and all this, that and the other. But, you know, after watching the opening ceremonies and just mm-hmm. sort of, you know, and then watching some of the, you know, every night I ended up, of course, moderating, moderating one of the Q&As, including, including ours. <laughs> um, it was only natural. Um, but I liked uh, it, though. It felt very relaxed. I had been very worried going into it, having never attended Nats National, certainly never having been on, like, a panel of any sort. I was so worried about, like, how formal it might be or how I was a little intimidated. Mm-hmm. But, honestly, the Zoom setting made it feel a lot more comfortable, almost just, I don't know, it just felt like a chat, like we were just chatting with all these people. Yeah, I, I actually very much appreciated the Q&As. And, yeah. I mean, you know, um, th- I think each, each Q&A probably had a little bit of a different vibe because sure. depending on how many people are in the Zoom call, it can really, you know, I, yeah. like, one of the, the last session I moderated was with uh, Dr. Halstead, and her presentation on health and mm-hmm. um, Heidi Moss and Megan Dibble on their presentation that we had interviewed Heidi about already. Yeah, yeah. And um, that room, like there were questions from the first second of go. Oh, wow. And I okay. had to stop people from asking questions. Yeah, you had to really At the end of the off. hour. I, and, um, but then another room that I had done didn't really have that many people in it. And so it was more just of a, why don't we just Chat. unmute ourselves and have a conversation? Yeah. Um, you know, so I think it really varied. Um, Which is kind of nice. But I did, I did like the Q and A's. I would have appreciated having been able to jump back and forth um, mm-hmm. between some of those sessions. But I, I was just... No, it was very cool, and it was definitely, again, like, I just really appreciate, appreciated and appreciate kind of being able to experience a little bit of everything because of it. Yeah. The way it had to be this year. Yeah. Yeah, that's right. That's right. Um, So that was good. Some of the, if you've not watched um, the ethics panel, you should definitely watch that. I haven't. I need to. Um, You should also definitely watch the diversity panel. Both mm-hmm. of those, both of those panels were really excellent, and I want to applaud Nats for. Um, I think the the ethics panel was already part of the conference. Did they add? And the I think the diversity panel was added to the virtual conference. It should be. Nats was very, and I'll really applaud Alan for this. Nats was very responsive um, to the events of the last six months. And um, we're, we're really trying to do their best to serve the voice community with responding to things. I mean, both of both of those panels, the ethics panel, the the diversity panel, uh, and diversity on a wide range of diversity. I mean, diversity from a perspective of inclusivity. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, they were very important discussions that were had. Um, of course. Also, you, if you've not watched it, the Monday evening COVID panel um, should definitely watch that one. Um, yeah. 
Anything I, from Sunday on, I was I was pretty much out of the loop for. Right. I think the COVID panel Monday evening, actually, that's just open on the YouTube channel. It's called, oh, so after, it it's called after COVID, and that's on the Nats official YouTube channel. Um, so you should definitely go, go watch that. Um, that included um, a few of our pedagogy colleagues – John Nix, Lynn Helding, David Meyer, and then it also included Thomas Carroll from USC, Voice Center, um, and I forget who all else. I think the the professor who's running the study at UC Boulder, uh, by the time you may be listening to this vocal fam, it's possible that we'll have instrumental data from the UC Boulder study on aerosols. They, were, they had told us two weeks ago that July 10th was their time frame. Yeah. Um, I think their time frame for preliminary data on singers was July 24th. Good to know. I, I think I saw that too, actually. Um, the Colorado State study is not through IRB yet, so that's a ways behind. But the, the bigger one, the one that everybody and their mom is sponsoring, is, is, is the one at Boulder that's being replicated at Maryland. Um, and we will have preliminary data from the Boulder study before the school year starts i think are they looking to replicate like have they already started trying to replicate even though it's not finished or are they having to wait until preliminary data is coming out i don't know because it is a true replication like they are running Mm -hmm. as i understand it the exact same protocol so theoretically they they could have already started it well boulder's well underway oh yeah i know boulder but um, i don't know if dr milton's lab is underway they very well could have i imagine they probably already have irb approval yeah um i don't know if they're waiting to see if there were challenges to anything Mm -hmm. uh i know they were still trying to determine some exact uh like one of the things they were doing with singers was like having like a quartet of singers that were like essentially like young artist level like Uh students um, like pros to trained singers but then they were also I think looking at at like an over 55 amateur population of singers that's interesting Um, they they had two actors on there um, for monologues and dialogues on stage Mm -hmm. Um, and I know they had every major wind instrument in in there too Mm -hmm. because I mean look we have to think about this from a perspective of music making a piano lesson, if you're masked up and separated, should be able to happen Just in person. Fine. Yeah, not a huge a deal. A violin lesson and viola lesson and cello lesson, really the same thing. I mean, presuming we're masking up and we're washing our hands and we're doing the other necess- necessary things, um, un- unless your teaching space is literally like six by six. Really little, yeah. You know, you're teaching in a sound module. That's different. But if you're teaching in any kind of reasonably sized studio, like I think a piano lesson can happen in face-to-face. That's my opinion. I, God, don't take my opinion as what you should do. <laughs> I am not a medical expert. Let's just be very clear. But uh, where it really, you know, hits the pavement, of course, is is the questions about aerosols and and projectiles with instrumentalists Mm -hmm. and then of course everything with with singers um well and think about like oh this is something i hadn't thought about before but you know in band like your percussion like your trumpet right 
players, your tube of when they empty the space. That's what I'm talking about. Stage, Projectiles, like, yes. What, what, that always grossed me out. Like, just to be completely honest, I thought it was icky. But now, yikes. Right. So, um, and then, of course, I was very, just, just to wrap up sort of Nats National, just some thoughts. If, if, if you have a chance, folks, it, you know, if you, have, if you already registered for the conference, go back and watch everything when you have a chance. Um, so much rich content from the breakout sessions to, um, you know, to the, the keynotes to just everything. Um, but then just, I would just, I'll just say this on the podcast so I can say it publicly. I was just so thankful for the invitation from, from Alan to do the boot camp. Um, mm-hmm. and, to do that for our community with Josh. And I was so thankful that Josh came alongside me, both of us sort of representing our working group. Um, and just, just very thankful for that opportunity. Um, for one thing to say that not every solution is a thousand dollars for another thing to say that some solutions are free or $10. And then to say that, there are other solutions that none of us should be at this point teaching a lesson over something as basic as a video conferencing platform. It is so simple to teach on a high fidelity audio platform. It is so easy and it will change your practice. It will make your practice one step closer, but you've got to be on an ethernet cable. You've got to be on an ethernet cable and, and anyway, but all that to say, was just very thankful to be able to serve the community in that way. Um, I think, I think Josh and I really did our best to just make people aware of what options are out there. Mm -hmm. Um, and thank Alan for moderating that panel and for asking us to do it. Um, so that was, that was, that was a real treat. Um, well, and certainly pertinent right now. I mean, I think that's something we're all kind of really looking at as we get closer to August, especially because personally, like, that's something I've kind of put off, put off, really making a ton of plans about wanting to see sort of where things would be as we got closer to school. And, of course, that's a privilege that I have just, you know, teaching yeah. through a school where I don't have to have these plans necessarily in place. Like, I'm sure, like, higher education, y'all have probably been – trying to put things in writing for a few weeks now no not so much okay well i take that back (laughs) i get it though because i mean week to week you can't really guess what's gonna happen right now i keep telling people let me pull out my crystal ball and look for you when they ask me questions okay i don't actually say that to them but i do think it in my head because i could probably i'd probably get fired if i said that to people yeah but rest assured i want to I don't want to say too much right now. Um, anyway, um, but the work that we've been doing, and we talked about it last time, but I'm much deeper into the work at this point. I'm very functional with SoundJack now. Fantastic. So don't think that you can't be too. This is all I'm saying. If you are thinking of buying a Blue Yeti and spending $125 on a Blue Yeti, why not spend $168 and get yourself a Personas Audio Box 96 and get yourself a flat response Behringer ECM 8000 
and get yourself a reasonably decent pair of headphones, which you can do for 200 bucks total. Okay, I thought you were saying like, oh yeah, the headphones are just $200 well, on top of the 160 I mean, I like, if you want open back headphones, yes, they're $200. Uh, although the open back version of what I'm wearing right now of the AKGs right mm-hmm. now, Sweetwater had a sale that was $69 for their open back well, headphones. That's nice. So again, there's right now we've seen Josh and I talked about this in the boot camp, and we're seeing a lot of play about this idea of haves and have nots and this th- look, we in the voice community, at least here in the vocal fam are not trying to add to the culture war of haves and have nots. But I am saying with my last breath that we as professional musicians have a fiduciary responsibility and an ethical responsibility that if we are able and we are able to have musical collaboration happening, we have a responsibility to facilitate that for our students. We cannot go three years and not musically collaborate live. We can't, and we can't do it live, not with singing. There's just, it's not safe. And so we have to be able to do it over the internet. And I've seen so many people just say it's not possible then how are Ian are and do- myself doing it? And when Kayla, so many other people and, coming out with right. the videos that they've done. If it's not possible, how are we doing it? I'm sorry, I'm getting a little soapboxy and I don't want to. <laughs> no, it, it's definitely possible. And I'm so glad it is, especially, you know, looking at, especially getting into, I think, college aged and up where you really are starting to have this serious music making not that it's not important for younger students to make music too it's just harder to justify to parents that level but i don't think you can justify the idea of someone going through an entire undergraduate degree and not collaborating no that's the thing like an under like if you are majoring in performance then you have to be performing performance i don't care if you're a ba well that if you are majoring in music, right. you have you need to be making Or music. even minoring in music. Yeah. You have to... Or just to... anything. If you're taking a class in music, it's absurd to, take, to think that you would take a class and never actually make music. With another human. Yeah. Not that there isn't a time and place to play a track and sing to a track. Well, look... I'm not saying there's not a time and been... a place for that. Oh, yeah. It can be amazing. It can be great... As a stepping stone, like some yes. of my students, that is where they 100% needed to start. They That's needed fine. to start with a track that was the same every That's single fine. time. But you do want to, at some point, you have to, de- if you're going to elevate the music, you there needs to be that collaboration. And so, I mean, and here's the thing. I know that the idea of Soundjack seems intimidating at first. It was to me at first. I was like, oh my gosh, what? You want me to do a what with a what buffer and a, and a jitter what? Like jitter. I know jitter. Like jitter, jitter and shimmer. Like in, in That's what I was thinking about. Like, um, Yeah. But I promise it is basically three pull-down menus and 
getting your audio connected. Yes, if you need to port forward from your house, that's another thing. But it is... I don't think the music community is going back to a world where that's not part of it. Well, and didn't you say that if you're like, let's say on a college campus where you're using the same internet network, you're not even having to port forward? Correct. If you're on a local area network, there are no network alterations as long as you have the yeah. same public IP address. Yeah. Okay, then. So, I mean, yeah, that's even part of the genius of it. So, anyway, um, all that to say, was very glad to do that boot camp. If you want to know more about Soundjack, read the Soundjack user guide that Ian has written uh, with input from a whole bunch of us. Um, it's on his website, ianhowellcountertenor.com. Read uh, the tutorials on soundjack.eu. Consider donating some funds to Alexand Dr. Alexander Carrot, the creator of Soundjack, who is incredibly responsive if you need to reach out to him about something. Um, and, uh, yeah, so, you know, I was very flattered that, uh, one of our recordings, uh, our little snippet of Made of Stone actually made its way into the Simonics email, um, oh. that was advertising the fact that the Fast Music Box is now officially available for retail sale. <laughs> so Ian's video yeah. of the Dowland was on there, and then our video, our, our recording of the Made of Stone was on there. Fantastic. But it really is, you, you guys, vocal fam. I know it might seem daunting, but just go on to my website. I went ahead and put our little Kjelita clip on on my website. Go, mm -hmm. my, my wife is like rolling her eyes. <laughs> um, but it's like you know, don't expect a perfect performance. We weren't trying to make a perfect performance, but it was a rehearsal. No, I was gonna say that in itself is a rehearsal. It goes to show that you can have rehearsals exactly. over this platform. And I love the idea of the Peabody model that came out today or yesterday of the idea that in a voice lesson, an accompanied voice lesson, you can have the accompanist and the voice teacher in the same room to, yeah. as long as the voice teacher is not demonstrating. Yeah, as long as they're not singing. Well, in coachings are that much simpler because, you know, coachings you're working with your collaborative pianist yeah right um so i mean there are good opportunities out there to make music vocal fam there are they are out there this is not an era of no music making because as the world saw last weekend with the debut of hamilton on disney plus the world ah. still needs music making yes right oh yeah I mean, oh, yeah. we can't have a world with no music making. I, that's one of the things. I mean, I know we've all probably seen it on Facebook where people posting, you know, next time you're questioning the arts or whatever, think about what you've been doing for the past several months, what yeah. you've been consuming and listening to and watching and binging. Cause what else are you well, and do? then consider that Cirque has filed for bankruptcy. I did not know that. That means Blue Man Group has filed for bankruptcy. Um, so many companies have let go of all of their employees. Absolutely no one who works for Disney theme parks 
is really sure what their future is. Cruise ships are shut down, and that's a huge part of the entertainment industry. Huge, yeah. I'd be interested to see over the next few months, you know, as all of these theaters are having to cancel their seasons, just sort of what happens. I think it's a chance for the industry to hit the reset button. And probably necessarily. It's a chance for us to hit the reset button and consider things like inclusivity. Mm -hmm. Actually considering things like social justice. And I don't mean the idea of programming a work or a song or a play or a set by a black composer. I mean, maybe having an administrator who is African-American or Asian-American or, just or color, colorblind casting. Honestly, all of the above um, from production teams to behind the scenes to in, on the front of the stage, just, just Everywhere. hitting a reset button in general. And honestly, some of the corporate structure that had existed in its arts organizations probably needed to be torn down anyway. Well, and we've been saying for years, like, Oh no, opera theater like how do they survive today and this gives everyone kind of a clean slate and opportunity to adapt and think of new mediums and new audiences and and all sorts of just possible creativity because one of the best things about being unemployed is that you have time on your hands yeah. And usually when you do, that's when you can be creative. The coin flip. You know? Being. Yeah. So, I mean, lots of, lots of things uh, coming down the pipe, I'm sure. And don't, if you're out there, don't give up. Let's, let's take this opportunity not to give up on what we do, but be creative about how we do it. That's what I want to say. It's not time to give up on what we do. It's time to be creative on how we do it. That's really it. Mm -hmm. That's really it. Even if that is TikTok. No, I think that's a Chinese. I think that's a Chinese profiling app. I think you saw the news and did no. I've thought that since the day it was released. I mean, who are they profiling? Fifteen-year-olds. Everyone. What's that telling them? Predominantly, it was it was tweens and teens up until quarantine. How horrifying! Anyway, I, just, I don't know. I think that's okay. Anyway. Anyway, but uh, exciting times ahead. Exciting times ahead. Yeah. Okay, but Hamilton, because we mentioned that a few minutes ago, and it's very well. So, what'd you think, Sarah? You've seen it before, though. I literally yes, and. I'm so glad that I have now kind of experienced it three ways. Like, I've seen it live. And really, I'm going to be honest, nothing quite compares to that. Because, you, I mean, sure, we all know that being in a room where you're hearing live music and it surrounds you doesn't quite compare. Literally, because of that, when I watched it, (laughs) I finished watching it, looked at Jamie, I was like, yeah, we need need to buy better speakers for our TV. (laughs) 
and we bought a sound bar for our TV because we were like, we were not experiencing Hamilton as it was meant to be. Like, it's not a fancy sound bar. It was on sale on Best, at Best Buy sure. for like the 4th of July. Sure. But we literally bought a sound bar so that we could better experience Hamilton the movie. And I love it every minute. And I love it. I love all the details. And it's funny because I wasn't able to watch it like that morning that it debuted. I watched, we watched it that night on the 3rd. And so, but I had been seeing all these memes already, specifically the Jonathan Groff spitting memes. And I was like, what the heck? Like, I didn't put it together first. I was like, what is, what is all this? And then we were watching it. And I was like, oh, my gosh, this is what it is. Yeah. Okay. So what did you think, having not seen it before? Yeah. That's an interesting question. Because obviously, you know, obviously I knew the soundtrack really well. Mm-hmm. Um, so it wasn't like the songs were unfamiliar to me or, 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 or what have you. But the staging. Um, I, as Lynn said on Twitter, I don't see how a human could top themselves after having written and conceived Satisfied. I, I loved it. I just don't understand. I mean, as he said on Twitter, I will never outdo myself. It, I just... I loved, and I loved hearing them perform because, you know, the recording you listen to, it's really almost a too perfect edition of it, if that right. makes sense. Like, you know what I mean? Like, well, you don't they really in, get to see the characters come through as much. You don't get to see the characters come through as much, and I feel like watching it or listening to it in the, perfor- the recorded performance, you hear probably how they were singing it night after night in order to be able to perform it night after night. Whereas the recording, you're really hearing that I've just got to make this happen. Let's come back to That's a good point, actually. You know, on that regard, I think that uh, Renee could sing her way through anything. Um, mm-hmm. She just, you know, she could, I, I, I mean, you know, it seems as if she could just open her mouth and just sing. She just made it. Where has... Philip Asu remarkably impressed me with her actual technique choices. Same, same. Yeah, because Renee, I just felt like she's one of those. Yeah, you're right. She just, it just happens. She's not somebody who's really thinking through the technique. She might be, Phil- but I don't know. It just looks like she could just. It sing. didn't look. Yeah, it didn't look like she was. But Whereas Philip Asu, you can tell she's making very deliberate choices. I thought that with Jonathan Groff as well. Yeah, sure. Yeah. I, I felt like his... There's nothing he made that sp- high in that role, though. No, but I still felt like there were very... It still seemed specific yeah. to me, just for timbre, if nothing That's else. That's right. That's right. Yes. Oh, yeah. Very, oh, very much voice coloring, for sure. Yeah. For sure. But it was just so interesting to see, because to see the ones that were, yeah, were making these very specific technical choices, these people that it just came to them, or like, holy moly... David Diggs in that rap where it's just like, I'm not even going to try to say the words as fast as he does. It's crazy. Yes. And yet I still felt like Chris Jackson should have won the Tony instead. Oh, I do love Chris Jackson. Oh my gosh. What a commanding performance. I loved seeing him because it's, this might last for me, whatever. When I first listened through Hamilton and even first, year or so of loving it he was not like george washington was not my like oh my gosh wow amazing performance that was not one of my favorite go-to's it just 
I don't know what it was. It grew on me. It grew on me. And then watching it, something clicked. And I was like, this is phenomenal. And that, it has really grown on me. And my appreciation I get of that. it has grown. Um, however, all that to be said, my gosh, Leslie Odom Jr. <gasps> oh, I love him. I love I love his voice. The I, focus of wait for it I is a thing to behold. He barely moves. I know. Wait for it has that see that had been my favorite song from the beginning. It, yeah, sure. Yeah, because I mean it just it is truly masterful. And it's funny, okay, so here's another thing that was crazy that really hit me watching it this time. I don't think I actually like Alexander Hamilton. Like, as a person, like, watching it in the show, I'm like, wow, you actually kind of, from the point, um, the first, I think it's the first cabinet battle where he makes fun of James Madison on, he actually really annoys me, and I kind of want to hit him. Okay. I, he just, I get he's it. a real butt, and I, and a little bit of a bully, and I don't like it. I'm not saying that other people aren't bullies, but... But I, I also appreciate that's one of the things I love is that he's not this part. They're not trying to portray him as a perfect paragon, but he's like actually a real person with good qualities because he does have a lot of good qualities and not as good qualities because he's human. And when my prayers were met with indifference. I'm not good at quoting that part. Sorry. Oh, it's the best. It's the best. I wrote my own deliverance. Oh, my gosh. Oh, I did like that. That's, I mean, but I loved getting to watch it, and I've tried making, like, five people watch it, or more. And I also love, I also just love the quick line of Burr in Wait For It, I am an, inim- I am inimitable, I am an original. Original. <laughs> I just love, I mean, it just gives you s- such a look into him, just that idea of, like, no, I have to wait, like, you know, I was born with these expectations. Like, Hamilton has none. I love it. I also, one of the things I love watching, like, as far as being able to see it, I love seeing who is in the background watching each scene. Well, that's so interesting to me. That's the thing. It was actually the conception of the staging and the writing of Satisfied, which is why I just, it was the thing that caught me off guard. Well, and I feel like... um Renee, like, the... He also gave her the best rap in the whole show. Oh, yeah. But, like, the way she kind of acts it comes across a lot differently to me in the stage version than the recording. Mm-hmm. Like, certain very specific moments, like the, all right, I'll leave you to it, in the recording comes across more, like, okay, you changed pretty quickly, whereas in this one, it came, like, in the stage performance, it almost came across as a, like, forced, all right, I'll leave you yeah, to it. Like, you know, uh-huh. she's trying to That's muscle right. through. Like, it was interesting to me to That's see right. those different ways they that even the same actor would come to it at different times, which I get it. Like, why would you not change it up if you're doing it night after night after That's night right. after night? Exactly, exactly. So, so I just loved it. Yeah, I loved it. it was, of uh, course, you got your people. You, have you seen the people on your timelines who are like, oh, yeah, I've, they're, they're the really theatery people, but a little hipster, and they're like, I I always suspected that it was going to be overhyped and watching it like I'm sorry come for me others like it was it's just overhyped it's just not that great 
which I just want to point out that like four years ago they were definitely like, uh, I listened to it first. And now that have you seen those people? Because I have. Not really. I've I've seen some of the questions of questioning whether it was really representative of social justice or not. Um, I've seen that complaint floating around a lot. I've not seen oh. what you're referencing. Oh, see, and I haven't seen like I've seen people arguing against that, not necessarily saying that, and then I've seen the people saying like. Well, what I just went through. Yeah. So, um, a little bit of everything. Of course, those people exist, but I don't care. I love it. Yeah, I think it's the most important piece of art in the last 50 years. I love it. Um, it's, uh, it was really quite remarkable. Have that video about him breaking down the rap styles in my shot. Oh, I haven't seen that. I sent it to you guys. Oh, I haven't watched that oh, yet. I'm sorry. my gosh. How he talks about the fact that when he starts out with Lawrence and, and, and Mulligan and, and Lafayette, and they're basically in a syllabic rap style, like early street rap, like, you know, oh, with the beatbox okay. and then the, and the basic syllabic style, but then how he shows Hamilton's genius by him breaking into these incredibly complex couplets, um, okay. very much in the style of of contemporary rap like jay-z or nas or 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 whatever it's that level of just detail there's so much depth like the fact that as as my wife was sharing with me the fact that when philip plays the melody on the piano and he keeps changing the line he -hmm. keeps changing the line of ten dual commandments because he doesn't want to Mm -hmm. die he's trying to force i know crazy it gives me feelings um, I love it I love it but that he was even doing that in the piano lesson Mm-hmm. I mean crazy and I will say the thing actually the thing that surprised me the most though I think other than satisfied was uh, being as moved as I was by Quiet Uptown and I will give Philippa Sue yes. full credit for that oh my gosh she is amazing her her acting her also love. really loved Lin-Manuel's tweet from Jason uh, when he put nobody needs to know and apparently the night that JRB was there he looked right at him <laughs> totally out of character <laughs> that's cute that seems like right <laughs> that I seems, like it that seems completely appropriate it's so anyway, just, yeah, no, it was great. It. It was, and, and a true, I think one of the greatest things about it, actually, is the sense that it is a true ensemble show. It is. I mean, Every- yes, it's obviously clear that Burr and Hamilton are the... Kind of your two main foils. But, um, I mean, wow, just... I had never seen, until this came out, the theory about Eliza breaking the... Fo- fourth wall at the end of the show and i love that explanation have you seen that floating no what is that so it's it's saying that like when lynn comes out at the end at the very end of the show and she's singing you know will they tell my story and when he comes up and he turns back around to come to meet her center stage that he's coming to her as lynn having written the show Holding, and that's why he like kind of nods like it's okay to take my hand. He walks her forward to the front of the stage into the spotlight. 
she breaks the fourth wall and sees the audience and that he's written this show telling their story and that's why she gasps and i love that theory it could, yeah, it just totally takes it to this different. I don't know if it's legit, like what he was thinking, but it's a, it's a, that. it's a fairly popular theory floating around, and I really like it. I think I've, I'm adopting it as, as what I'm gonna, I'm gonna back that. All right, I had not yeah. heard that. Um, I, I think it's a cool theory. It I, is. I like I, it. I had not. Uh, that's interesting. I had not heard that. Right? No. And when you go back and watch it, like, it kind of makes sense. Like, I mean, I could buy it. I don't yeah. think he's necessarily said one way or the other anything about it, but isn't that half the fun? Wow. That's, uh, that's quite remarkable. Mm-hmm. I hadn't thought of that. And I yeah, still think the, I, I still think the, the last 60 seconds of nonstop are almost unbelievable I that they exist. It. I love the working pretty much every working <laughs> every light motif in the show into sixty seconds is kind of an, kind of kind of an accomplishment. Well, and the fact that like, it doesn't sound like a me- you know what I mean like you could force that and it would just not sound great and it would sound yeah no that's forced, not what this is it doesn't it just works yeah so hmm. so legacy what is a legacy it's planting a seed in the ground and not getting to see it grow. That's Perna's favorite line. There you have it, Vogel fam. I buy that. Um, anyway, so yeah, we're going to plant a lot of seeds in the ground right now, and some of them we'll see grow, and some of them we won't. That's, that's going to be the rest of deep. 2020 mm-hmm. and 2021, everybody. Planting seeds in the ground and watching some of them grow, and others not. Yeah. I don't know. That got really that got really heavy all of a sudden and Yep. I'm at that point. I read something that was saying like anxiety is watching the same like three shows over and over again because you know exactly what's going to happen and personally that's where I'm at. And they're fluff shows too. <laughs> no, we've been doing pretty well actually. Uh we've we've started uh we're about halfway through the first season of the new Twilight Zone. Um oh, cool. on CBS All Access. Uh fantastic. We've watched uh, Avenue Five on HBO. That was y'all are working through. That was fantastic. We've watched all of the series of Goliath on Amazon Prime. That was pretty fantastic. Billy Bob Thornton. Um, What else have we watched? You know, and and I and it's not like we watch more than an hour or two of TV a night. I mean, and it's just at night. You know, when we just all of a sudden are just finally like, okay, let's settle down and. Try to yeah, get the kids I to bed. And rewatch the same like five shows. Rewatching the Good Place right now. Uh, watched uh, the one episode of Brooklyn Nine Nine from last season that we had not watched yet. I need to catch. I actually haven't seen the most recent season of Brooklyn Nine Nine. That should be our next thing. We should catch up. Well, okay, that's part of why I'm rewatching the Good Place. Is I never watched the final season. We did that and, at some point. And this so um, we're rewatching all of the seasons, and then I think we're gonna catch up and watch that last one and then we need to do that with brooklyn 99 because we're like super behind umbrella academy comes out in the 31st season two i haven't seen season one i can't remember was that was it good fantastic okay i never watched it and i couldn't remember if it was you were moving last year i'm always moving apparently i was Um, i literally moved like within a i moved on july 5th 
and then ju- moved on July 1st. Welcome to your 20s. I don't like it. I may move next year. Who knows? I may move in two years. We'll see what happens. But, um, no, Umbrella Academy, Vocal Fam, if you've not checked out Umbrella Academy, like sort of weirdly semi-dystopian, yet not as dystopian as the boys, but dystopian superheroes, come on. I was going to say, they have superpowers, right? Yeah, yeah. Some of which are still sort of unrealized, and yet they had this weird, mysterious, weird father. Like, great show. Oh, yeah, yeah. I remember seeing trailers for this when they were first airing Great show. Everything. Season two comes out July 31st. Totally, okay. totally, well, totally. Because I remember kind of wanting to watch that. Oh, Jamie would sure love Umbrella would Academy. Oh, yeah. No, it's totally. Jamie Jamie would love it if I would watch something I hadn't already watched. Oh, well, I think Jamie should... would love to watch some TV that we haven't watched like five times. Well, Umbrella Academy, definitely, uh, definitely highly recommended. Highly recommend. Solid. Apparently, in the fall, we are gonna get uh, Falcon and Bucky. <laughs> <gasps> Yay! In the fall, apparently, because you know they Yay. let them back into Europe. They're the only two Americans they let back into Europe. Um, Yikes! Yeah. <laughs> so I mean, but they let them back in to finish filming. Um, I'm glad because I don't I've know thought about that though. What happens like when we run out of stuff to well, air? I don't know how I'm gonna go see Black Widow because I'm not going to a movie theater. So, I mean... I, I've been hoping that maybe they would do something kind of like they did with Onward initially, you know, where you could, like, kind of rent it at home. I don't think so. You don't think they'll do... Cause Apparently, they are going to do Tron 3 straight to Disney+. Plus. I haven't seen any Tron, so... Uh, um, oh, Tron. Oh, Tron. I thought Tron Legacy was great. <laughs> the more, like, the, the recent remakes? Yeah. Oh, I haven't watched those. Oh. I, maybe I should. I, I just think didn't. it's great. I just didn't. I guess there were probably just other things that I was like, well, if I'm going to go see this or this, I'll see the other. But, but. yeah, no, I mean, I, I, I don't know. what. I, I'm not going to a movie theater, though, I'll tell you that. Not right oh, now. Oh, I totally buy it. Would you go a few weeks in, you know, when you can go, like, middle of the day and it's basically empty? Nope. Nope. I, I was just curious. Nope. Not me. Yeah, I hadn't really thought, because, I mean, I... I'm, still I'm not judging you, vocal theaters. fam. Everybody's got to make their own decision. I'm not doing that. Well, it's an easy thing to not do. Exactly. Exactly. That, that's kind of been my thing. Is It's just such an easy... It it's, would be such an unnecessary risk. Although I feel bad for movie theaters. Uh, it's rough. Yeah, it's... Uh, it is rough. To each their own. But to all of you vocal fam who are listening who have had gigs canceled for this season, we are we are our hearts are with you. Yes. Um my only performance gig I had on the calendar for this year was February. As of right now, it's still on the calendar. Who knows what by the time we're That'll in December happen. what February will look like. I'm very um, interested. I can say that we're not doing a musical this year. Um, mm. I do know some schools are still going to try to do an opera, but um, just heard from one colleague yesterday that they're going to do their opera outside. Um, We've talked about doing our musical outside so, in the spring, or um, potentially doing like a sort of a cabaret, doing little scenes so that we could, re- like if we were having in-person rehearsals, it could be like four people at a rehearsal in our big rehearsal space. And then potentially, if we had to move online, like, it would be feasible to do. Right. I don't know, though. It's the thing. Like, I don't know. Like, 
when we're trying to plan this, I'm like, I, I, I get that we have to have several. I think it would be better to have several plans or I don't know. We'll see. We've talked about just doing a straight play because we could do that over Zoom. Yeah. Yeah. And do like an acting workshop kind of thing. Yeah. Lots of ideas. I mean. Be creative, folks. Yeah. Now is the time to be creative. Now is the time to be creative. Listen, Vocal Fan, we are going to have some interviews coming up over the course of the next while. We're going to have some announcements about that for sure. Definitely going to get back to having some people on the podcast. We're sorry that it's been quite a while, but honestly, like many of you, we too have had a bunch of stuff going on. Um, yeah. In addition summer. to thinking about the corona and, and the school year. Yeah, that kind of snuck up on me. Like, all of a sudden, I was like, oh, my gosh. It's basic, It's mid-July, essentially, and I don't know how to feel about that. We start four weeks from today. Yesterday. Actually, we also start. We're starting August 12th. Yeah. Something like that. Yeah. So, um, yep. So, yeah. Yep. It's weird. Yep. Anyway, I think it's I think a lot of it's weird, too, just because we've been home for so long. And then all of a sudden it was just summer and you were yeah. still home. Yeah. Yep. Anyway, Focal Fam. Anyway, we hope that you are out there making music somehow, even if it's with yourself and uh, teaching some good online voice lessons. Sarah, what you have for breakfast? <laughs> I had a chocolate chip muffin. <laughs> Fantastic. It Fantastic. was really good, and I regret nothing. I love it. Very good. It was delicious. Tomorrow well, I'm going to have a not chocolate chip muffin, so. I wish you uh -huh. success with fixing your ceiling. Yep. Going to need it. It's it's interesting. Okay. We'll see what happens. Very good. And uh, other than that, Vocal Fam, I think that's it for us today. Yeah. So we'll have be a good Good weekend. Vocal Join fam, listen, outdoors. as you know, summer, we don't really drop episodes. Regularly. Regularly. Um, so. Because summer. Yeah, so we'll be back with you. At some point. Sooner you know than what? later, probably. Apparently, I will have no idea how long it's been because what is time? I don't remember when we did our last episode. I guess it was three weeks ago, but I don't know. I literally, I literally in my head was like, yeah, Nats was last weekend, but that's not right. Yeah. That's definitely not right. No, that's not right. So anyway. Oh, man. But we'll be back with you soon, Vocal Fam. Yep. All right. Peace All out. right. Bye.